When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, friends, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio Baseball Report today with Gamecock great Kip Balknight. I'm Emerson Phillips. Kip, it's been a couple of weeks since we last met here on Gamecock Central Radio, and the Gamecock baseball team has been struggling of late, having lost three consecutive SEC series. In fact, it's uh, four straight SEC series, Kip, that the Gamecocks have lost the first game of the weekend, and each of the last two weekends they've had to win on Sunday to salvage one win in these three-game weekend series. And uh, you couple that with the beatdown loss to North Carolina on Wednesday night of last week in Charlotte, and the Gamecocks have really struggled here in the last few weeks, Kip. So talk about what's going on with the Gamecock baseball team right now. They had a players-only meeting Saturday night after the loss to Mississippi State. They came back and won 6-1 to on Sunday, and then they got a two-out double from Jonah Bride in the eighth inning to break a 2-2 tie with Davidson on Tuesday night to win that game 3-2. to Tyler Johnson is back healthy, so the Gamecocks have won their last two ball games, but barely staying above 500 in conference play right now, Kip, at 8-7 and in the league. Well, I think one the, the thing that just pops out to me over the last couple weeks, Emerson, is um, and the players just uh, they seem to be too concerned about what being talked about uh, on the radio, on TV, on social media, uh, you know, podcasts, whatever you want to call it. And um, I can assure you, I've been there in a player's position where, you know, things aren't going well. And, you know, fans are fickle. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying the fans shouldn't have any gripes and they shouldn't have any complaints. Um, But, you know, do you want to be at a program where – you can be 500 and, and the fans not expect much. I don't think so. I certainly don't think Chad Holbrook wants that either. But, um, you know, it is tough sometimes to hear some of the complaints, you know, especially, you know, these kids are 18 to 22 years old. But bottom line is you can't control that. You can't get too high or too low and let what a fan says or does not say or how they support you or how they bash you affect how you play. And uh, I can assure you that any of these players, if they get a chance to play at the next level, if they're worried about what fans are thinking or even their own coaches, they got a real awakening for them. They've got to just go out and do their job. And I'm a little disappointed it took as long as it did to have a players-only meeting. I felt like we needed a players-only meeting about 10 days prior to when we did because that's what they've got to do. They've got to look at themselves in the mirror and not accept mediocrity because um, this is a baseball program that has been built, and uh, it's a great program, and they need to just go back to the basics and, uh, and, and play hungry and, um, and, and play like they're uh, expecting to go out and win and have a little bit of chip on their shoulder. And, um, you know, it's huge getting Tyler Johnson back. I can only help South Carolina. So we'll see how things work out. All right, Johnson pitched the ninth inning Sunday in the win over Mississippi State, and he also pitched the ninth in the Tuesday night win over Davidson 
And Johnson picked up the save in that win over Davidson. It was his first save since March the 3rd against Clemson after he missed more than a month due to injury. So certainly the Gamecocks thrilled to get their ace closer, Tyler Johnson, back. And Chad Holbrook says that he should be full speed ahead moving forward. So the Gamecocks are 23-13 and overall, 8-7 and in the SEC. And Kip really coming into a critical Next three weekends in conference play, they've got three of the top 15 RPI teams in the country starting tonight, Thursday night at Florida. The Gators are 25 and 12. They're also 8 and 7 in the league. And, you know, this is an interesting series, Kip, because both the Gamecocks and the Gators were top five in the nation preseason. But right now, I don't think either team has met expectations coming into the year. Both are 8-7 and seven in conference play, and this weekend series is going to go a long way toward determining you know, which of these two teams finishes toward the top of the standings in the SEC. It will. I mean, it really, to me, the season comes down to the next you know, three or four weekends. South Carolina can, uh, you know, if they go 500, then they got to finish really, really strong the next, you know, the final two weeks of the season and maybe make a push in the SEC tournament. Or if they get hot now, they can really set themselves up to, uh, you know, a good position in the NCAA playoffs. So it's um, our regionals, I should say. So it's, it's just, um, you know, it, it's a long season, even though it flies by. It's truly a long season, uh, you know, and they've just uh, they, they've got themselves certainly not where they want to be, but, you know, as much as it seems like the, the house has been caving in over the last three, four weeks, it, it's they're still in position to make a run, and um, again, they just got to—they've got to silence the outside noise, not by firing back, but just going out and playing baseball and 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 just doing it on the field. I mean, that—that that to me is the most important thing, uh, you know. I, I, and I say that to the players, the coaches, administration, whoever it may be. And I coach uh, Ray Tanner came out and talked about his support for Chad Holbrook and. You know, I mean, it's it's a shame you're having to do that, uh, and, and and this team's still in the top 25. But again, that's the expectations that the South Carolina program has produced. And 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 again, I, if I'm Chad Holbrook, I would not want it any other way. I, I would definitely want to have fans and administration and whoever else expect to 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 be uh, a dominant team. But uh, it's a tough league. It's a real tough league, and um, it's obviously tough mentally as well. And how they can handle some of these mental barriers is going to be really how they end up um, finishing out the season. Gamecocks and Gators both 8-7 and seven in the league and tied for second in the SEC East and tied for sixth overall in the SEC. So Gamecock pitching continues to be good. South Carolina second in the conference in opponents batting average and strikeouts, and they're third in the league in team ERA Ole Miss leads the SEC in Team ERA. Florida is second. South Carolina third. Gamecocks at the Gators starting Thursday night, 7.30 first pitch. That game will be on ESPNU. Friday night, South Carolina at Florida, 7 o'clock start on the SEC Network. And then a noon first pitch Saturday on ESPN2 for South Carolina and Florida. South Carolina with a 2.77 ERA that leads the conference 
in SEC play. In conference games, the Gamecock staff has the best ERA in the league. The Gamecocks are third in fielding. They're 13-3 and this year when not committing an error, but 10-10 and when they do. And, Kip, that's been a problem the last two or three weekends here. The Gamecocks have committed some errors that have led to some unearned runs, and they've lost some close ball games. Carolina's lost seven one-run games this year, four of those coming in conference play. Yeah, you know, it's pitching defense and timely hitting, and I think there's a couple things that I've seen especially, and I, I, I've been on teams where, They've kicked it around a little bit behind me, and, and it's tough uh, as a pitcher. But that's when you really got to dig deep. And, uh, you know, that's when I think senior leadership comes into play and just the fight and the will to win, and more importantly, just the refusal to lose. And that mentality, you know, you've got to overcome some of those mistakes that, that you know, are physical mistakes. You know, errors more times than not are physical. and and that's okay, but you got to be able to overcome them. Sometimes as a pitcher, unfortunately, you might have to get four or five outs in a inning, and it does make it tough. But, you know, one thing I think we talk about all the time is, uh, you know, pitching, timely hitting, uh, and, and executing and doing the little things, you know, get, moving a runner over, bunting over, hitting a ground ball to the right side with less than no outs and a runner on second. But I've watched this from a pitching standpoint, even though, it's really hard to argue anything about the pitching because you look at the stats and they look really good. But I think team wins is more than just looking at stats. And, uh, you know, right now, I mean, I can remember against North Carolina, John Parks in the game, left-handed pitcher. He's got a 88 to 92-mile-an-hour fastball you know, arm and a left-handed hitter's up, and there's a runner on second, nobody out. Then we're throwing a get-me-over-breaking ball which is a very easy pitch for the guy to be able to just pull the ball to the right side. Now it's a runner on third one out. And and those things there, is that a is that a mental mistake? Is that bad communication between, you know, the catch and the pitcher? What what is that? But that those are things that have got to be addressed because that has got to be fastballs away, fastballs away. I mean, you you want that guy, you have got to make him hit that ball to left field to shortstop, to third base. I mean, you want to do everything you can to keep that guy from not getting over to third with less than two outs. And, you know, so those are some little things, too, that I think, again, going back on film, and and, and, and I'm being picky because, again, you look at the stats, the stats look really good. But um, there's more two stats. The biggest stat, in my opinion, always is a win and a loss. And right now, the Gamecocks have got to focus on, you know, doing, keep doing the things they're doing well, but what, what does it take to get – those team wins, and, and, and that's uh, certainly something I'd be looking at. Let's take a look at the Gamecock baseball notebook real quick here on Gamecock Central Radio. Freshman outfielder Carlos Cortez had a huge weekend last weekend in that series against Mississippi State. Three home runs for Cortez. He scored four runs and knocked in five, and his batting average has risen to two eighty six on the year. He's got four home runs and 17 RBIs on the season. He's batting three sixty one in SEC play, and his four home runs in conference play are tied for sixth in the league. Sophomore infielder LT Tolbert leads the Gamecock Ball Club with a three twenty five batting average. He's got 27 runs knocked in on the year. He was four 
for 12 in the Mississippi State Series with three runs knocked in. And Gamecock sophomore catcher Chris Cullen is batting 300 on the year. That's third on the team. And he's got a team-best 406 on-base percentage. Alex Destino batting 261 this year with 21 runs scored and 25 runs knocked in. So it's South Carolina and Florida this week. Let me go ahead and give you a look at the scheduled starters for this weekend. Thursday night's game, it'll be Gamecock ace Clark Schmidt, junior right-hander, 4-1 with a 1.31 ERA against Alex Fido, junior righty for the Gators, 5-1 with a 2.84 ERA. Then on Friday, Will Crow, junior righty for the Gamecocks, 3-3 with a 3.49 earned run average against Brady Singer, sophomore right-hander for the Gators, 4-2 with a 1.68 ERA. And Saturday starters, Adam Hill for the Gamecocks. He's a sophomore righty, 2-3, but a very good 2.14 earned run average. And it'll be Jackson Kowar, sophomore righty, 6-0, the record for Kowar with a 3.51 earned run average. The Gators currently ranked between 9th and 16th in all the major polls, and the Gamecocks ranked anywhere from 18th to 24th in the college baseball polls, although South Carolina has dropped out of one poll uh, with their recent skid here. So we're getting down to it here, Kip. Let's take a look at the SEC baseball standings right now. Kentucky leads the East at 10-5. and five. South Carolina and Florida 8-7. and seven. Missouri and Vanderbilt 7-8. and eight. Tennessee and Georgia 4-11. and 11. And some better records in conference play over in the SEC West. Arkansas is 11 and 4. Auburn and Mississippi State are 10 and 5. LSU 9 and 6. Texas A&M 8 and 7. Ole Miss 7 and 8. And Alabama 2 and 13. And one of Bama's two conference wins did come in Columbia against the Gamecocks about a month ago. So, Kip, a critical three weekend series stretch coming up here for the Gamecocks at Florida this weekend. Next weekend, it'll be Kentucky, which is. Two games clear of everybody in the SEC East standings right now, and then a road trip to LSU the following weekend. Yeah, they are huge. Again, this is, I think, a point in the season where they can, you know, worst case, South Carolina's going to have to, you know, play 500 here over the next four weekends, I think, for them to, to, to be, uh, to at least have enough positive energy just even in the clubhouse to make a run late in the year. But uh, this is a very, very tough stretch. I don't care if South Carolina was, uh, you know, 10 and 5 right now or, or 12 and 3 in the SEC. They're 8 and 7. And, and, and the bottom line of that is it's a tough league. I mean, I can remember my sophomore year, we were 15 and 15 and we won the Southeastern, the Eastern Division. And we didn't even make the regionals because we didn't do enough, uh, on the midweek games. You know, I think we were 33 and 24. So, uh, yeah, it's a tough, tough league. So, I mean, these guys, again, uh, I know that they feel like the world has been coming to an end, and the, and the fans especially. They've got to try to alleviate all of that out of their mind, and they've got to just know that no matter if everything's going great or everything's not going great, they need to listen to themselves and not listen to others, and they need to truly, truly just focus on the things that they can control. And um, that that, I can assure you, is going to be, you know, uh, the best way they can use their energy. And I can assure you this, too. They don't have a better leader than Chad Holbrook being able to go out there and protect their guys. He's always going to protect them. If he feels like he needs to talk, uh, you know, and, and say something bad about the fans or what they're saying, he's going to say that. He wears heart on his sleeve, and I have no problem with that whatsoever. But these guys, at the end of the day, they're the ones that have got to go out and make plays 
you know, the coaches can only do so much. They've got to come together and make plays and uh, do everything they can to, uh, you know, have the right attitude and the right approach on each and every day they play. Kip, pressure mounting on Chad Holbrook, at least from the fan base, particularly in the wake of the 20-5 to loss to North Carolina last week. A couple of that with the recent struggles in SEC play. Coach Tanner has come out and, you know, reiterated his support for Coach Holbrook. But the fan base getting a little bit impatient, I think, Kip. Uh, anything to that at all in your mind? Well, I, it's just the expectations. I mean, again, the bottom line there for me, Emerson, is that, you know, Chad Holbrook has taken over a program in South Carolina that arguably in the last 15 years there's none better. I mean, it, it's just uh, – it's truly, truly – uh, remarkable what this program has been able to do uh, over the last you know decade plus. So uh, you know again, there was probably some of the same fans that are complaining now. I, I mean, they, they were complaining pretty hard at Coach Tanner the first year they won the national championship halfway through the season. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely um, you know is there a warrant for some of the complaints? I mean, yes, I, I certainly think there is. Um, but again, it goes back to expectations. I mean, you know, some some of the things that uh, some of the fans I think are complaining about aren't warranted at all. But um, you know, if I'm Chad Holbrook, I would embrace it uh, only because you you want to be uh, great and you you want to be really really good. And um, I know he wants that, you know, more than anybody can possibly imagine. So they certainly have my full support. And uh, I'm always full cool for him. I always do have an opinion, yes. And I don't agree with everything that, uh, you know, Chad Holbrook, you know, decides to do or Jerry Myers decides to call pitches or whatever. But I didn't agree with everything that Ray Tanner did either. And, and, and I think that's the, the, the thing that keeps me focused is and, and, and allows me to, to continue my support is, at the end of the day, the players have to make plays. And, you know, I can remember specifically times where we'd be in the dugout going, we didn't agree with what Coach Tanner might be doing at the time, but we believed in Coach Tanner. And that's what these players have to do. You know, they may not agree with everything that a coach is doing, but you have to commit to it. And um, only they can answer that. They've got to commit to it, and they've got to just refuse to lose and, and have that winning attitude and – um that, to me, is it in a nutshell. It, you know, it, it comes down to the players, and they've just got to, uh, you know, it's time to, you know, it's time to go out there and just uh, play baseball. The Gamecocks lost 7-10 until they have bounced back and won the last two, and I think people are quick to forget that, you know, the Gamecocks hosted a Super Regional last year and made the Sweet 16 to college baseball. So you're right, expectations are high, and Chad Holbrook, you know, has received some criticism here of late, Kip. So huge weekend with Florida this weekend. Kentucky comes to Columbia for a three-game Friday, Saturday, Sunday set next weekend. Start times back to the usual 7 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 1 o'clock, and then the Gamecocks will head to Baton Rouge to take on a team in LSU that is all always good so critical three-week stretch here for Gamecock baseball Kip we'll talk more about it soon we appreciate your time thank you sounds good good Gamecock all right that's Kip Balknight Gamecock legend and I'm Emerson Phillips and this is Gamecock Central Radio we'll be back to talk more Gamecock baseball here on GCR
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.